0: This is Full Circle, looking back at the beginnings of today's contemporary Christian music. Now, Now, here's your host,
1: Jerry Bryant. Hi, everybody. This is Jerry Bryant. Welcome to another edition of Full Circle, the classic Jesus music radio show, where I'm taking you back to where it all began. Over the last 250 episodes, I've been featuring the early Jesus music of the 70s, 80s, and 90s. So, to start off a new decade, I thought I'd take a look back at some of the most memorable Jesus music songs from the decade of the 70s, like this early number from 1971. Looking back, Love Song on Full Circle. True. It was February of the beginning of the decade of the 70s when four young adults walked into Calvary Chapel in Costa Mesa, California. They each had recently experienced conversion to the Lord Jesus Christ, either at Calvary Chapel or in surrounding neighborhood churches. Now, Pastor Chuck Smith recalls the first time he met him. He said, I'll never forget the day some hippies walked into Calvary Chapel, announced that they were musicians and asked if they could share their music at a Monday night Bible study for the youth. And since we had so many in those days who were coming and sharing their music, well, we'd usually audition them before allowing them to share. So they went out to their van, got their guitars, came back in, played a song for me entitled, Welcome Back. It was so beautiful, I began to weep and asked them what they called their group. And they answered, Love Song. When they played that night, their music had the same dynamite effect in the crowd of young people that it had on me. For many years, God used them in a vital way in the great revival the press began to call the Jesus Movement. Now, that's very typical of a story, what happened back in that time. A year later, Calvary Chapel started a record label called Maranatha Music and its first release was an album called The Everlasting Living Jesus Music Concert, which wasn't really a concert at all, but a collection of songs by those who played regularly at Calvary Chapel. Now, to many, this was the birth of Jesus music in its recorded form. Although Larry Norman had released Upon This Rock three years earlier, it still remains as one of the most important releases in CCM history, and one of the few sampler albums that delivers on every single track. So, I started off the show with that first song from this landmark album. Now here's the last song from the album, kind of a Alpha Omega thing, as it were. For those tears I died, the children of the day.
2: enough, the master.
1: children of the day with the song, For Those Tears I Died, that encouraged hundreds, if not thousands, to give their lives over to the Lord and become a new creation in Christ. This is the Full Circle Jesus Music Radio Show, where you'll be hearing from veteran artists Larry Norman, Randy Stonehill, and Phil Kage, who are right there at the beginning of the Jesus Movement. And also around that time were singer-songwriters Don Francisco and Keith Green, the British duo of Malcolm and Alwyn, plus a few more surprises included in the mix. Up next, the one who some have called the father of Jesus music, Larry Norman, a pioneer of fusing the gospel message with the popular music style of his day. Larry originally released this feature song on his debut solo album, Upon This Rock, in 1969. But the version you're going to hear next is the most recognizable version of the song he released on his album, Only Visiting This Planet. Now, Larry grew up reading in the Bible about the return of Christ, but he never heard any preaching on it. So he decided to write a song about it, not realizing that the Second Coming would be a centerpiece topic in the following years, within the Jesus Movement. Undoubtedly this song's been translated into more than a dozen different languages and probably recorded in more cultures and countries than any other Jesus Music song. In an interview that Larry did, he had this to say about this classic number. "'This one just seemed to flow out of me,' he said. I used very little effort in bringing the words and music together. Even lyrics like, a piece of bread could buy a bag of gold, seemed to just come out of nowhere. And I found it very hard to sing without crying. I felt like I was pointing my finger at the audience and shouting out condemnation. As gentle as the melodies seemed, the lyrics had a severe authority to them. I finally stopped singing the song altogether, because performing it bothered me so much. But. Other people began singing it, and I could see that it was a song of kindness, softly warning people that they would be called into accountability someday, perhaps at the end of the world as we know it. The song seemed to have a strange effect on people. It disturbed them deeply, but in an evocative way. And also at the time, people felt that the song was very old and had been around for many years like a folk song from another country. Words penned by the late Larry Norman. Looking back to 1972, I Wish We'd All Been Ready on Full Circle with Jerry Bryant.
3: Life was filled with guns and war And everyone got trampled on the floor wish we'd all been ready Children died, the days grew cold A piece of bread could buy a bag of gold i uh-huh.
1: Norman and the song, I Wish We'd All Been Ready, which some felt was the song of the decade from the early 70s. Hey, this is Larry
3: Norman and you're listening to Full Circle with Jerry Bryant.
1: This is Jerry Bryant, and I can speak with authority about the Jesus Movement because, well, I was there. Now, while the Jesus movement was going strong here in America, over in the United Kingdom, they were having their own revival with the move of the Holy Spirit transforming numerous lives and churches steeped in traditional trappings. Thankfully, one of the musical groups to come out of that time was a duo known as Malcolm and Owen, and the title track to their debut album became the anthem FOR THE JESUS MOVEMENT ALONGSIDE THE LARRY NORMAN TRACK YOU JUST HEARD. NOW THE BEAUTIFUL ACOUSTIC GUITAR AND TIGHT HARMONIES SHOW A TOUCH OF Everly BROTHERS AS WELL AS SIMON AND GARFUNKEL. USING THE APOSTLE PAUL'S WORDS THAT THINGS OF GOD ARE FOOLISHNESS. TO THE PERISHING, THE DUO PROCLAIMS THEM AS FOOL'S WISDOM. THE MELODY IS SO MEMORABLE AND CAPTIVATING EVERYONE DURING THOSE EARLY YEARS KNEW IT BY HEART. Even Pastor Chuck Smith of Calvary Chapel really loved the duel, and he had them play at his church on a regular basis. Chuck's encouragement and friendship had quite an impact on these two young lads, as both are now Calvary Chapel pastors, Malcolm and Owen.
4: Got myself some wisdom from a leather bag got myself a saviour when I took a second look Mm -hmm. Opened up the pages and what did I find A black and white portrait of a king who's a friend of mine Funny how when you think you're right Everybody else must be wrong Till someone with fool's wisdom Somehow comes along His voice was strange and the words he said I didn't quite understand Yet I knew that he was speaking right by the leather back book in his hand.
1: Malcolm Wilde and Alwyn Wall, known as Malcolm and Alwyn, with the classic song Fool's Wisdom on Full Circle. You can hear special interviews with them, respectively, on past episodes number 201 and number 202. When you check out the archives at www.FullCircleJesusMusic.com, that's Full Circle jesusmusic.com. It's just the home base for many internet and radio stations that make full circle available to the listener. Being that we're a listener-supported ministry, I'd like to encourage you to consider giving your support to this ministry. Now, we can all assess value, and if you feel this ministry is of value to you and others, go to www.fullcirclejesusmusic.com. Near the top right, there's a donate button where your gifts are tax exempt. So if you can help out, thanks. It's greatly appreciated. I've been featuring some of the most memorable songs of the 1970s. And as I moved to the year of 1974, a song came out that year that is still being sung in churches around the world to this day. It's been said that the opening notes to it just may be the most single recognizable intro in contemporary Christian music. It can usually be heard during the Easter season as a title of a composition called Easter Song, written by Annie Herring from the second chapter of Acts. The song's been covered by numerous artists, including Keith Green, the Imperials, and Glad. There's even a version of the song recorded for a VeggieTales animated feature for children. Now when Annie wrote the song, she believed it would be sung by a choir, not by herself and her two siblings who comprised the second chapter of Acts. One day though she sang it for a friend, Jimmy Owens, thinking he might be able to use it in one of his musicals that he was writing. Well, he knew the song was for the second chapter of Acts to sing. Here's another little behind the scenes story regarding the creation of this song. When it came time to record, their drummer complained he couldn't see the use of drums working for the song. But Annie Herring's husband <laughs> and producer Buck Herring wouldn't take no drums for an answer. And he told the drummer firmly just play something, anything. Well, the drummer put a different beat to the song taking it once and for all out of the realm of a choral piece and into the masterpiece we now know today. And the song finally came together with the energetic keyboards of Mr. Michael Almaty. The song recounts the resurrection of Jesus, as well as the command of the angel to go tell his disciples he's no longer dead. There seems to be an implied cry within the song that it is our task as well to let others know of his glorious and powerful resurrection. From their debut album entitled With Footnotes, the second chapter of Acts, and the Easter song.
3: This is Annie Herring of the second chapter of Acts. You are listening to the very best of classic Jesus music on Full Circle with Jerry Bryant.
1: 1975, Jamie Owens and the Victor, featuring Keith Green on the piano, in his first involvement on a Christian recording. In 1978, Keith would do his own version of this iconic Easter song on his album No Compromise. We'll hear from Keith later. Now, Jamie Owens grew up in a house filled with music in the early 70s, her parents, Jimmy and Carol Owens, were penning popular musicals for Jesus Freaks such as Come Together, If My People, and The Witness. Her house was full of people like Andre Crouch, the Talbot Brothers, and Larry Norman to name a few. They would either be working on new music or just hanging out. And the first album she ever sang on was the soundtrack to one of her parents' musicals in which she sang a duet with Randy Stonehill. For quite a long time they had the second chapter of Acts living in their home. And Barry McGuire and his wife lived in their home for a time as well. So she grew up smack dab in the middle of that stuff and had a front row seat. Needless to say, she was very much influenced by all that creativity at a very young and impressionable age. Now while it's true that Jamie had a built-in Jesus music pedigree, it's also true she had talent for writing and a beautiful voice to match. And in 1973, she signed to Light Records at the tender age of 17 and released her debut album, Laughter in Your Soul. But the victor came from her sophomore release, an album called Growing Pains. Like the second chapter of Acts song we just heard, the victor was her own expression of the resurrection of Christ and had a very theatric feel to it. In fact, the song and another one from the same album showed up on a musical called Firewind, written by Terry Talbot, a year later. And we featured that musical on episode 117. You can go to the website at www.fullcirclejesusmusic.com and check it out yourself. This is Jerry Bryant and next I'm going to check out one of Phil Kage's best-known songs, written by Keith Green along with Randy Stonehill and Todd Fishkind. Now, Love Broke Through is a song that stood the test of time, still one of the most requested songs and a true classic in every sense of the word. In the book, CCM Magazine presents 100 of the greatest songs in Christian music. Phil recalls how he came across this tune that landed in the number 62 spot in the book. I was working on my second solo album with Buck Herring as producer and engineer, and we were sitting around sorting through songs and discussing our time frame. So in bounces this guy, Keith Green. He <laughs> was great. He was so full of life, full of Jesus, full of song. He goes over to the piano and played Love Broke Through smiling the whole time and looking directly into my eyes. Buck told me he really thought I should do it on my new album, and I said, well, I'd love to. What a beautiful song. And so I did. We went in and cut the track and did the vocals, and Keith personally taught me the song. He wrote it out all for me, and we actually used his handwritten lyric sheet taped up by the microphone when I sang it. It's really a good memory. I had such a great deal of respect for Keith as an artist and I still do today. Keith even let Phil release the song a year before his debut album came out with his own version. It was just the kind of thing Keith would do, always giving of himself. I saw that same kind of selflessness in him from day to day as I lived and pastored Last Day's community alongside Keith and Melody Green. Now that's a memory. Looking back to 1976, here's Love Broke Through.
0: My eyes, I was blind all these wasted years, and I thought.
1: broke through. The title track to Phil Kage's 1976 sophomore solo release, a song that's been recorded by numerous artists over the years, including Debbie Boone, Russ Taff, Rebecca St. James, the Katinas, and my next artist, Randy Stonehill, who also had a hand in writing the lyrics. Now, like Phil Kagey in 1976, Randy released his own landmark album with another memorable song for that year, for that decade, the opening track of King of Hearts, from the album Welcome to Paradise, and still performed live by Mr. Stonehill to this day, attesting to its impact after all these years. According to Randy, when he first started to write this song, it was actually about a young lady he was getting pretty serious about at the time, but he felt the Lord guide his pen in another direction almost as if he was saying, now if you want to write a real love song, why don't you put the horse in front of the cart and write about the author of love with the sound and songwriting style of a James Taylor or Jim Croce. The song is performed with his simple yet dynamic guitar work, which would become a trademark of Randy's over the next four plus decades in his live shows. Exploring the common ailment of mankind, realizing we all have a place in our heart that only can be filled by Jesus. Looking back to 1976, with the production help of Larry Norman and released on his solid rock records label, Randy Stonehill, with King of Hearts on Full Circle. the after 44 plus years, since it was first released. I never get tired of hearing that song. And I hope you don't either, as this is probably the fifth time I've used it on an episode of Full Circle. Now, if you've just joined me, I've been featuring some of the most memorable Jesus music songs of the decade, starting in 1970. And up to this point, all of the songs played have been chosen as a result of their LASTING IMPACT ON THE JESUS MOVEMENT AND NOT ON ANY KIND OF CHART SUCCESS BECAUSE, WELL, THERE WAS NO SUCH THING AS A SALES OR EVEN A RADIO AIRPLAY CHART IN THOSE EARLY YEARS. IT SEEMS THAT, THROUGHOUT THE 70S, A POPULAR THEME OF JESUS MUSIC WAS THE DEATH AND RESURRECTION OF CHRIST. NOW, I DON'T SEE A PROBLEM WITH CONTINUING THAT THEME through EVERY DECADE but back then there was even a band called the Resurrection Band, with whom I've had close ties to over the years. But my next track is the final song within this theme, a song called Rise Again from Dallas home. Now in that book, CCM Magazine presents 100 Greatest Songs in Christian Music. Dallas said that he wrote the song about Christ's resurrection during a time when he was struggling for ideas. He said, normally I can sit down and come up with some kind of an idea, either musically or lyrically, but this time I was totally out of ideas. Finally, out of frustration, I began to pray. Well, Lord, if you were transported to this time and this place, what would you say? And as hokey as it may sound, I got this mental image of Jesus with the beard and the robe and the whole thing just standing on stage with a guitar. I didn't hear any voices from heaven, no thunderclaps or lightning flashes, but I began to write. And it was literally like taking dictation. In 10 minutes, tops, the music and the words came out, and it was done. With the 1978 Dove Award Song of the Year, Dallas Home in Praise, and Rise Again. Go ahead. Drive the
5: nails in my hands, laugh at me where
6: you
5: stand.
6: Go ahead and say.
1: Rise Again, from Dallas Home and Praise. The song, while only peaking at the number two spot on the charts, stayed on those charts for 101 weeks. A little-known fact is that among the many artists to cover this song, one of the most unlikely was Bob Dylan, during the period that he was singing overtly Christian material. He even called his 1980 tour the Rise Again Tour making no official recording, but it can be found on various bootlegs. I'll be right back. Hey, this is Dallas Home, and you're listening to Full Circle with Jerry Bryant. We're taking you back to where it all began. This is Jerry Bryant, and I'd like to take a moment and give you my mailing address. If you'd like to respond to this episode of looking back at a decade 1970 you can write me at info at fullcirclejesusmusic.com that's info at fullcirclejesusmusic.com i'd really love to have your comments you can also check out my webpage at www.fullcirclejesusmusic.com with over 250 episodes you might want to pick up on one or two that you missed and If you'd like to help us defray some of the expenses, some of the costs involved in producing a radio show, we'd really appreciate your help. So at the webpage at the very top, there's a donate button. And all gifts, whether it's one time or on a consistent monthly basis, are tax exempt. We really do appreciate it. Now tell your friends about the show and also go check out our Facebook page. I'm sure that you realize that we couldn't cover all of the great songs of a decade in just one episode. Back in 1970, so many great songs were being written, being released in the Jesus Movement days. But some were exceptional, unforgettable songs of the decade. As we come to a close, I wanted to share a song from the late Keith Green, an artist who was very dear to my heart. and whose first two albums were released in the 1970s. Keith's first album, For Him Who Has Ears to Hear, was released in 1977. And his sophomore release, No Compromise, was released in 1978. I wanted to share a song from that second album. And it's interesting to note that while many secular artists on their second recorded efforts fail to make the same kind of mark as their debut. That same sophomore slump doesn't affect all Christian music artists. And on this episode alone, half of the songs came from the artist's second LP. Now Keith's song, How Can They Live Without Jesus is memorable to me, traveling with him and attending many of his concerts. I have an indelible memory of his passion a heart inflamed, that all would know the love of God. And he was calling my generation, don't sit back. You must tell them. Tell them about the love of Jesus. Looking back to 1978, from the album, No Compromise, Keith Green. And how can they live without Jesus?
6: God's love, how can they feel so at home down here, when there's so much more up above We're not doing all we can Living up to His Holy
1: Green Asking the question, how can they live without Jesus? Thank you for joining me on this journey through the decade of the 70s. I'll be exploring the most memorable songs of the 80s on an episode of Full Circle in the Near Future. Until then, keep your eyes to the sky and let your light shine. This is Jerry Bryant. Full Circle was recorded in the Jesus Solid Rock Studios in Nashville, Tennessee. Written by Russell Baum. Full Circle is a JSR production. This is Full Circle.